Hello, this is Jer Lanska, back with the Anointed Nachos podcast, jumping right in to the Armor of God series, The Belt of Truth, Part 2. I want to talk for just a few moments on the effects of not standing on the truth. I mean, it's important to find out what happens in our life if we choose not to follow the truth in our life, not to put this important Armor of God piece on When we're making decisions not based on the word, it can be exhausting. It can be unfulfilling. We'll lose excitement for the things of God. Genesis chapter 3, verse 3 through 6 says, But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. After listening to the devil's lies, the woman Eve here was convinced The enemy will make something bad look good, such as, that is a good person to hang around. That is a good business deal. That would be something good to say to someone. That would be a good purchase. The enemy is trying to make something that could be bad appear to be good. We have an enemy that's a master of deception. The devil also not only just lies, but also tries to get you to question the very words that God has spoken to you. Did God really say that you shouldn't start that business? Did God really say that you can be free of your sickness or your addiction? See how he questioned the things that God said to Eve and made her think and ponder in her mind? The enemy's playground is in our mind. He gets you to think his thoughts. In Numbers chapter 20, verses 6 through 12, it says, Moses and Aaron turned away from the people and went to the entrance of the tabernacle where they fell face down to the ground. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to them, and the Lord said to Moses, You and Aaron must take your staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there, and it will pour out its water. You will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community and their livestock. So Moses did as he was told. He took the staff from the place where it was, kept before the Lord. Then he and Aaron summoned the people to come and gather at the rock. Listen, you rebels, he shouted. Must we bring you water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with the staff, and water gushed out. So the entire community and their livestock drank their fill. Oh, wait a minute now here. Moses struck the rock. Did you hear that? Moses didn't do what he's told. So in verse 12, it says, But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel, you will not lead them into the land that I'm giving them. Why did Moses strike the rock instead of just speaking to it like the Lord said to do? Shouldn't Moses know that The Lord has brought him through many miracles and he's seen the most amazing things. What changed here? Let's look in Exodus chapter 17, verse 5 through 6. Another instance before this one. 
The Lord said to Moses, Walk out in front of the people, take your staff, the one you used when you struck the water of the Nile, and call some of the elders of Israel to join you. I will stand before you on the rock of Mount Sinai. Strike the rock, and water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. So Moses struck the rock as he was told, and water gushed out as the elders looked on. Interesting. Before, God told Moses to strike the rock, and he did. Water came out. So in Numbers chapter 20, God spoke to Moses and told him to speak to the rock. Moses struck it. Why did he do this? Because striking the rock worked before. He was familiar with what worked one time instead of listening and obeying what the Lord had for him next. He didn't listen to the truth. He wasn't in full obedience. Maybe he was worried about what people would think of him just speaking at the rock when they clearly saw him strike it before. We're not entirely sure the reason Moses chose not to obey the Lord here. But the consequence is Moses was not the one to bring the people into the promised land like he was supposed to. Someone else had to take his place. So when God's speaking to you and telling you to do something, it doesn't mean that's the way it's going to be the next year and the next year. He can have you live in one community, in one place at one time, but wants you to go start a church in another city, in another state. That's a large example, but God has plans for us. He has places for us to go. And if we want to follow him and his best plan for our life, we have to obey every step of the way. We can't live in the past and keep doing what worked before because it's not going to keep working if we're not listening to the Lord each day. Why do you think the Holy Spirit is living inside of us? It's because he's leading and guiding us into all truth. And that's what we're talking about, the belt of truth. We want to live day by day, not off a of truth of the past, but what God is speaking to us right now, today. Romans chapter 1, verse 21 through 22 says, Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, instead they became utter fools. Now, when we make decisions not based on the word, we get exhausted. We'll feel unfulfilled. The things that we're trying to do won't always work out, and we'll become frustrated. God's favor will not be on our life. As in Romans chapter 1 said, they didn't listen to the Lord, and they became foolish, dark, and confused. They claimed to be wise, but they became utter fools, doing things completely against the word of God. There's only two things here. There's truth and there's lies. We can pick one way or another. We need to make decisions based off truth for our family, for school, for work, for what friends we hang around, what hobbies we spend our time with. Every area of our life, we apply truth to those things. Is it fulfilling our life or is the Lord telling us to stop something or to start something else. We need to listen to him every day. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says, So that Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with all his evil schemes. Some translations say, 
we're not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. He's a trickster. I mean, he wants to destroy our lives. And when we live in truth, we can find out and know what lies are and what truth is. The enemy knows our weaknesses, the price we're willing to pay for something, what gets us upset, what distracts us, what takes us away from our energy, what makes us want to quit. Not only that, he's a liar and a deceiver, like I've mentioned, you need to know when he's lying so that when something that he's saying, he's trying to make something look good when it's not, you'll see right through it. There's a man named Frank Abagnale, and he worked for the FBI. There was a movie made about his life, and he helps spot fake money, fake bills that are being laundered. He said it was easy to spot the fakes all the time because he studies real money so well. He doesn't have to sit and study all the different fake things. We don't have to sit and ponder all the different lies of the devil, per se. As Frank Abagnale was studying real dollar bills, he could spot the fake as soon as he saw it. And the more of God's word that we study and get inside of us, studying the truth, we can easily spot a lie. We'll know it doesn't line up with the word of God. Focus on the word. Don't focus on what the devil's doing. Don't focus on all the different ways that he can lie. We know that he can lie. But study the truth. Get into God's word. Get in God's presence. Hear from the Lord clearly. And then you'll know if something else spoken to you by the devil, by another person, by media, by any other source, if it's not lining up with the word of God for your life, you'll know it immediately. So an application for your life here with what we talked about. Feelings go up and down. Our mind changes. Our best guesses can be inaccurate sometimes. But the Holy Spirit does speak to us through our conscience. But let's not rely 100% of the time on our thoughts if they're true and accurate. Because we have to take captive of our thoughts to line up with the Word. We need to know that the Word is 100% accurate all the time. We need to learn it, believe it, to speak it, and constantly make decisions based on the truth that we know from the Word. When we hear someone say something or have a thought ourselves, we need to ask ourselves if this lines up with the Word. Does the Word say something different? And if so, then we need to tweak our plans our thoughts, our words, and our actions to line up with what the Word says. So make a declaration that the Word is non-negotiable. Let me pray for you today. Thank you, Lord God, for all of these listeners hearing about the belt of truth and what truth is and how to apply it to our lives. Lord, I thank you that you have given us equipment to defeat the enemy in our lives. You fully love us and give us the tools and weapons of our warfare and other things to conquer this life on earth. We thank you for it. And I pray for the eyes of everyone's spirit listening to be opened so their understanding can understand these spiritual matters that we don't fight flesh and blood, but we're fighting principalities and rulers of darkness, spiritual battles. I thank you for your word, and I just pray for it to touch everyone's 
lives that is listening right now. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Until next time, have a wonderful day.